I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. We need an organization that no one downtown loves. We need one that's ready and willing to take action. Any kind of action. By any means necessary. When Malcolm talks, all that Mazin Mises talk, they articulate for all the Negro people who hear them, who listen to them. They articulate their suffering. The suffering which has been in this country so long denied. That's Malcolm's great authority over any of his audiences. He corroborates their reality. He tells them that they really exist, you know. And there are days, this is one of them, when you wonder what your role is in this country and what your future is in it. How precisely are you going to reconcile yourself to your situation here and how you're going to communicate to the vast, heedless, unthinking, cruel white majority that you are here. I'm terrified at the moral apathy, the death of the heart which is happening in my country. These people have deluded themselves for so long that they really don't think I'm human. I had basis on their conduct, not on what they say. And this means that they have become in themselves moral monsters. Yo, yo, what it do? It's your boy, your brother, your friend, once again in the building. It's time for another segment, guys, you already know. Young Fire Podcast representing once again. Yes, it's a new week, guys. And as you already heard, I got my dude, Speak Fire's own, Champion Fire's own, Neil Legend in the building. Yes, sir. Get us up here, man. What's up? What's going on, man? You already know, man. I just want to say I appreciate you for letting me come over here and just get on your platform. We have a whole lot to get into, to dive into, man. And I'm just so glad to be here at Young Fire, powered by Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, Speak Fire with a Y. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, here we are once again, man. We we find ourselves back yet again. Like, this is like, it's like Groundhog's Day, but with a nightmare twist. Like, we find ourselves back here again. You heard the episode last week, mm-hmm. Moral Monsters. And this week, we're coming back with Moral Monsters. What can we do? So this is my thing. And, and last week, I opened up with a with a, a piece uh, from James Baldwin, a phenomenal mind of the of the civil rights era, man, mm-hmm. uh, thought leader of that time. And I opened up this week with that same exact clip because we're dealing with Moral Monsters. Like, here we are again, 
dealing with race and you know and I both know you, you and I both know we're back here again people love to especially people in white America love to say well why does everything have to be about race mm. as if we don't know what we're talking about as if we're off like there's something wrong with us that we are always making things about race so let's start it from there and and in asking that question general uh white america who find themselves always asking that question what do you have to say to that when they say why do you always have to make things about race well the the very first thing that I say to that is you haven't walked a single second in my skin. You haven't, you cannot, mm-hmm. you would never, ever, ever understand the weight, the pressure, the, the, the bowling balls that's, that's just lowering down our shoulders because of the color of my skin. You would not be able to understand that. You would not be able to understand why I I take a double take in my rear view when I get pulled over by the police officers. You will never understand why, why I have to move slowly to pull out my wallet and then still be fearful of that. I might get shot because I made a wrong move by the police officers. You would not be able to understand that just because your skin is white. And I would just tell you is that you, you need to at least try to understand when we're, when we're expressing our feelings and not make not make protest that goes directly against our protest, you cannot say, well, all lives matter because you don't even understand why we're saying black lives matter. And I'm just saying that more so not for a protest, but every individual that's black is saying black lives matter because it looks like in the United States that we just getting shot. We just getting killed for no reason at all. Just because we black, we getting shot and we getting killed for no reason. Just just walking down the road the wrong way. We getting shot just because we throw our hands up. We getting shot because we run in the opposite way. We getting shot. And when I see videos of police apprehending Caucasian people the, the Caucasian people is literally fighting, swinging, kicking and y'all just trying to apprehend them in the in the most cautious way pos- possible and then they still get out they still get out and, and no charges come to and stuff like that. So there's a big problem. So when you ask me like why is it about race? My thing is at least just try to listen. Don't try to listen to respond with what you feel no try to listen to get an understanding of what we're going through because it's not really based on how we feel this is what we're going through this is real this is truth you can see it every day every day i every day i wake up i see this mess happening and the sad thing about it is that i am really becoming desensitized to this because it's been going on for far too long i don't even want to admit that and and my thing is I'm I'm at a point now where in answering that question, mm-hmm. you know, because I I have Caucasian friends and they it's the same question. It's like it's almost like that's a default question for a lot of uh, white America is why does it always have to be about race? But my rebuttal question is 
when has it not been about race? Facts. It's always been about race and it's always been about being black. And I, I had a, I had a, I had a, um, a YouTube channel with a good friend of mine uh, a couple years back. We probably got maybe three or four, maybe like five or less uh, episodes. And it was called heavyweight conversation. Mm-hmm. And we would take, you know, we would take whatever the hot button topics were in, uh, in, in, our, in news and we would come together and we would talk about those things. Mm-hmm. And this is around the time that the Las Vegas shooting happened, mm. that the, uh, the other police shooting that happened here in St. Louis, uh, happened where the, the cop, uh, killed a young black guy and then planted a gun uh, on him to make it seem like he had a gun and everything. And so I, we had started because we like, we had polar opposite, uh, not just experiences, but polar opposite viewpoints, mm-hmm. which would make it, which would made it heavyweight conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that to say, I bring it up to say it, that question is in default. Like, why does it always have to be about race? And I think, I feel like that question is oftentimes asked with like a great level of ignorance behind it or it's more so being asked like in other words of saying get over it like this is life it's like no this is not life yeah this is not how life should be let me let me jump in there i i um i look at that from from two point of views because i agree a thousand percent with what with what you just said um but i i do have you know caucasian friends myself and we we talk about these topics and there really are some Caucasian men and women out there that are loving and don't don't have this type of racism bone in their body. And they literally just don't understand. And right. they they don't they don't understand why we get so heated, why we move the way we move. And it's kind of tough to it's kind of tough to be able to let them understand where we coming from. And they literally just don't know. But I believe the majority actually know. And like you said, that is the oh, default yeah. question. That's the default question. And, and, and it's one of them questions that like, like you just said, like get like get over it. And they know what to say, when to say, how to say it, just to demean whatever we're saying or what we're going through. And that's the mm-hmm. ones that I do not um do not like. And I don't mean ones as people, that's the ones who use in that conversation that I do not like. The ones that like I really can't talk to you because at the end of the day, if I'm beside you and there's cops coming up, who you think gonna get shot down? Right. And with with all that, we have, you know, all the names, Freddie Gray, Mike Browns, you know. Uh, the Tamir Rice's, the Trayvon Martins, all the way down, Ter- Terrence Crutcher, we have uh, mm. all the way down to Ahmaud Arbery, mm. and now Breonna Taylor. Mm. You know, so my thing is, and, you know, it's not to be, you know, to be long-winded with it, but I agree with you. It's like, if you're part of white America, whether you understand or not, there's a part of our humanity where you you can see something over and over again, and you're seeing it happen to one race of people over and over again, 
you can't be so detached from your humanity. You can't be so detached from your human intellect to not connect the dots and say, you know what, this is an issue. This is a problem. And whenever you see, you know, like I was, saw some commentary with the whole Breonna Taylor thing that, well, what did she do? The young lady was in her bed sleep. And apparently this raid was with cops or police officers who were, you know, not dressed in their police garb. And her, I guess the way the story goes, her boyfriend or whoever, he, he has the, the like right to carry the firearm, has a firearm. And upon them breaking in, breaking the door down, kicking the door in and raiding the place, he got up and reacted because he thought the house was being broken into. And now they're trying to arrest him for, you know, shooting on a cop or whatever have you. And it's like, if you break into my home, you don't announce yourself. I don't know who that is. Especially if, if I live in an area that's, you know, riddled with crime, or even if it's not an area riddled with crime, you're breaking into my home. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you are. So I'm going to assume that you're a burglar and you're trying to do harm to me. And so she was just there saying that she was just collateral. She, she, she got shot. I'm sorry. And they're looking at her like collateral. I was like, really? Let me ask you something. Wow. How, how can it be collateral when you get shot eight times? Exactly. And it, it just goes back to at what point, you know, do we and our humanity just say, you know what? How hard is it to do the right thing? Why is it always when it comes to a person of color being shot, black or brown, when it comes to a person being shot, and killed, the first thing that comes up in the mind of the majority of white America is what did they do? They had to have done something. Mm-hmm. They immediately, you know, criminalize the victim and try to, you know, do all that they can to defame, you know, and dehumanize the victim. And I don't understand that. So, with that being said, my question to you: What, what can we do? Or can we do anything? 